Prayer Diary. It is January 30th, 2024, and I wrote today. Hello all, it is I, your host, Rainbow, also known as Dharma, or just, you know, whatever you'd like to call me. And I am back again today to say that I wrote today, and I wrote yesterday in between podcasts. Now, what I find most interesting today is that I officially finished my Keeping It Simple um, character backstories for the first main four characters, and then uh, a little while back, I also did um, a Keeping It Simple one on the main villain. Now, the reason why I find this interesting is because there's a certain element that I point out specifically at the end of all of my backstories as its own mini, um, not prompt, but reminder? Reminder, yes. Um, and that is the state of my character's soul magic knowledge, or lack thereof. Now, to just give just the tiniest bit of context, in my writing universe, there is this alien species known as Estonians. Not Estonians, we've been over this, they're not Estonians as in people from Estonia, the real world country I didn't know existed until I already named everything. No, these are Estonians. Yes, Estonians. Um, just in the actual spelling, there is not that second S, but I no longer care. They're the Estonians, uh, I guess, um, from Estonia, which is an alien planet. Now, these are based off of various mythological creatures and just general animal-human hybrids. So obviously, these people are magical just by default. But more importantly, they have what's called soul magic. Every sentient being has a soul to it, and this soul can allow them to harness certain aspects of themselves, such as, for example, let's say we have a siren. Well, sirens typically in my magical world are able to walk on land and not really much more sporting gills and like fish-like features, you know, things like that. But they're not really fully equipped to handle the water. Whereas if they access their soul magic, it would allow them to access the part of themselves that transforms them into what we think of as sirens with the tails instead of the legs and, you know, general webbing and other things. And of course, um, their magical powers, as well as enhancing their already heightened senses, um, thus giving them a magical form or, or soul form, whatever whatever you'd like to call it. Cer certain names for things aren't yet in place, whereas the concepts are. So I may refer to these things differently in the future, but they have a normal form, which is their more humanoid form, and then they have their full-on um, magical form that they um, sport when they access their inner soul magic, which requires some training, as magic in general has, at, um, at the present point in the story, has become a somewhat lost art, is still being taught in certain places, but it's not incredibly prevalent, um, and as we speak more and more literature and things are being destroyed and have been destroyed that explain more about magic and things like literal spells versus soul magic, which is already inherent to a person.
And oftentimes, um, characters just throughout their lives have a particular moment or set of moments that allows them to unlock their soul magic, either due to high emotions or something that has to, um, something else within the context of their own personal life story. And so that's where jotting down the soul magic, uh, quote-unquote, level comes in. You see, this thing is very important to the story. Um, I don't have the entire thing laid out yet, but a lot of the basic plot points and beats are locked within my mind and semi-written down um, in my Google document. Uh, but one of the things that's very solid within my story is the climax having a lot to do with soul magic and more specifically... Um, a form of, like, evil soul magic, I guess you could say. Um, I don't personally believe there's anything such a, as an evil soul, but I don't necessarily want to give away the exact plot, um, just yet. Um, I'll be making an official pitch some point in the not-very-soon future. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's one of those things where um, soul magic and knowing where the characters are at is very important. Because like I said, um, at some point in their lives, it's necessary to unlock it before they can just go training with it and um, building it up, so to speak. Um, there is like power caps, of course, just based on what kind of Estonian you are, whether you're a siren or you're a Wyvernic, or a Minotaur, you know, things like that. Um, obviously, different mythological creatures and different blends of creature and humanoid are going to possess different powers and different levels. Like, for example, if I had a species um, of Estonian, and I call them species, not races, because of reasons, um, if I were to make a species of Estonian that was, let's say, humanoid mixed with axolotl, you know, those funny little not-salamanders who can regrow their limbs, um, I know a number of other species can do this, but, you know, axolotls are especially known for this type of thing. An Estonian based off of that would obviously be um, pretty powerful considering that they would have uh, a Deadpool-esque kind of uh, power set. Of course, not being a literal axolotl, they have arms, so they could potentially wield, dual wield two swords and be a total nut job that everybody loves. Not me, um, not me bagging on Deadpool here. Um, as far as I can see, Deadpool's a pretty cool character. I haven't actually read any of the comics or seen the movies yet, but I have high hopes for whenever I do come around and see the movies, especially. Um, most of my family does not like the Deadpool movies. I don't know. I think my humor would be just in the right brackets to possibly enjoy it, but I don't know yet because I haven't seen it. <laughs> But yeah, so I've taken the noting down the soul magic level, like I said, at the end of the Veru backstory. I just have parentheses and then the words in all caps. Like, you know, like jotting down things like um, this person um, and unlocked it many years ago, maybe even trained with it many years ago, but is out of practice now. 
or they still continue to train in secret because like I said magic's kind of dying out and um, some people aren't very keen on it in the world you know not because of any sort of voodoo or like I said any sort of evil spells or anything but it's just generally become frowned upon and just uh, very very hard to learn uh, but yeah so yeah, just taking note of this, because this is important to my story specifically. Obviously, this is not going to apply to every single one of you out there who are writing yourselves, whether you're making fanfics or you're creating your own original story. This may or may not help you, but I have a feeling this is going to help me a lot, so that instead of searching through the entire backstory to see what their quote-unquote power level is at, I can simply skip through and uh, go to the very end and be all like, ah, so that's where we are, at least at the beginning of the story. Uh, obviously, things change throughout the story, but yeah, I find this kind of thing personally helpful. So it's one of those where I've just gone to jotting it down, and it, fixes, it fits in the backstory plot because, like I said, um, depending on if they learned something in the past or they used to train in something, you know, obviously that would... That kind of thing would already be placed within the backstory, um, so it's just natural that we also uh, we also leave tack on that little message of okay, so this is where they're at, you know. I might end up making an actual space on my character sheets for this kind of thing. Um, if y'all don't know, as of right now in my own personal journey. I'm not referring to actual character sheets, I'm referring to keeping it simple sheets, which basically has, like, the core of your character, main motivation, main fear, um, personality, which is just, like, the main elements of their personality, they're quiet, or, you know, they're a foodie, or, you know, things like that, that make that character that character. And then, of course, we have the simplified backstory, which never ends up being simple for some reason. Uh, I'm just so darn eager to actually write a story here that I end up accidentally weaving it into my prep for reasons. Um, and then, of course, we have things like their powers and stories where that kind of matters. Um, and then, personally, I added a norm form short for normal form, and then a magic form for the reasons that I just stated. Uh, there might be um, a few other things in there as well. Uh, not many other things, but those are the core of the Keeping It Simple sheet. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those where uh, the Keeping It Simple sheet has definitely helped a lot. It helps you create the core of your characters, um, when you don't want to go through an entire gigantic character sheet to make a character, because some of us just don't have the time. Uh, for me, I personally created it so that when I am done making the plot and actually make my first draft of the story, I can quickly refer to things that I absolutely need to know. And then if it's something like a quirky, you know, where it's in a laid-back setting, you know, it's not really that important. You know, like, for example, a character has, like, a rubber duck collection, has nothing to do with the story. It's just our character being quirky and hamming it up. Then I'll put that in the actual main character sheet. Um, 
where I can defer to it, you know, like I said, when we're not being that serious or just laid back in general. So, yeah. Anyways, that's just my quick rant about keeping it simple and simple sheets and character sheets. Um, I do have a more detailed podcast uh, somewhere in my catalog here of the Keeping It Simple Sheets. Um, So if you want to learn more about the specifics and reasons why, you can go ahead and defer to there. But for now, um, thank you all for listening. I have been your local queer, and I will see you all in the next one.